Welcome, welcome, friends, to another episode of the Stride Forward Show. So this week, I'm excited to bring on Karina Belmonte, who is a personal branding specialist and expert storyteller. Karina focuses on coaching entrepreneurs to not only build a personal brand and grow their audience, but to do it with clarity and purpose. Karina's entire goal is to help people find the courage to share their story online, but also not only build a business that makes money, but one that aligns with your inner desires so that you actually truly love what you do. In our conversation, we tap into how to build a personal brand around your story. What's the mindset one should have when they go to build an audience and build their own business? And then why sharing your personality and your history is so crucial to online growth. Thanks for listening and on to the show. Karina, thank you so much for taking the time to join the podcast. I'm really excited we were able to get this to happen so quickly. Uh, before I get too far into your story, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you and what you do. Of course. Thank you so much, Thomas. So basically, my name is Karina, for those that don't know me. And my focus is really to help creative entrepreneurs build a strong personal brand by building trust in their business. So uh, why do I love doing this? Because as a former video producer for different agencies, I always saw the importance of video and storytelling. So for me, in 2020, it was obvious that I wanted to change something. First, the pandemic, of course, is a big change for everyone. But second thing, I didn't feel the same motivation of being a video producer for different agencies, and I wanted to do something on my own. So that's when I said, hey, I want to learn how to coach, how to coach other creative entrepreneurs and let them know the importance of personal branding, video and concentration. And that's how everything got started. And I am almost three years in in coaching and I love it. And I love creating content. I love helping entrepreneurs and I love doing interviews like this with you. I really yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I love how there was such a focus on like following your energy because like I preach that a lot. I'm like, if you get to a point in your life where you're not fully in love with what you're doing, in your case, you kind of move past video production. So you just like, what do I really love? And that's where I'm going to take my business. And then you just make it happen one way or another. Yeah, and that's that's what it's all about to me. I'm like, just don't even try to retire. Just find what you love to do and just do it forever. <laughs> yes, 100%. Really. So I love that your primary message is storytelling. And you talk about that so much in your content. And for me, there's two things that are the most important thing you can do now as a creator. And one of them is uh, stand out with your personality and tell your story. And the other one is don't be afraid to share your values and, and be a little disagreeable. But the storytelling is the big one. And so I would love to start with that transition from you know working in the agency world, uh, doing video production, but getting started as an entrepreneur. Did you have like the rough patch or did it go pretty smoothly for you? What was that transition like? Well, it was during the pandemic, so nothing was easy during that time. <laughs> so first of all, second, of course, there was so much fear. I was like, you know, I was freelancing for a while. I didn't just jump. I was freelancing already, doing several projects, small projects. But I had this feeling that I wanted to do something more because I was getting tired. Although I know how to edit, I can edit fast and all that, but I wasn't feeling the love for, you know, sitting behind a desk and editing content for someone else and telling their story. Not that their story wasn't important, but I wanted for people to know my story and how I got started. And I wanted to learn how to coach other people. Like that was something that I wanted to learn because I thought I would give more of who I am by coaching than just by creating a video for you. So that's how that's why I wanted to do it and how was the transition it was step by step honestly it wasn't like yay I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and this is you know 10k months yes I'm a millionaire already no not at all I'm not like those kids on TikTok they're like you know how to make 10k in one week no <laughs> you won't ever hear me say that because it's not that easy entrepreneurship takes time patience and oh my god make a lot of mistakes that's the only way 100 percent you have to do it. 
have to make mistakes. And that's how it happened. Like I went from agency world to freelancing as well, jump in 2020 to coaching. I loved it and I haven't stopped since then. I've been learning, improving, uh, you know, building my craft and really enjoying coaching other entrepreneurs into this storytelling world. Yeah, like I love that you point out people are like, I can make 10K like in a week, like no problem. Like that is not how it works. You start with one client and you go from there and that's how it works. But you have to learn how to scale, of course, and that's a whole different skill set. So talk to me about, I know you're coaching entrepreneurs. Are you coaching them primarily with content creation and telling their story there? Or is it more of like full on a business suite coaching kind of deal and it's both sides? So this is how I do the coaching. First of all, it's personal branding and content creation. So personal branding, as I always say to my clients, it's personal. It's about getting to know why do you want to build your personal brand and how much intention do you have to build your brand? And the other thing is, do you know why it matters to build your personal brand? Because some entrepreneurs like, I hear personal brand everywhere, but I don't know why I need to build it. So that's the first set of questions that I ask to understand if they really want to make the work, if they really want to put intention into it, and also to get to know them. I do a deep dive into personal branding because, and I tell them it's not only growth in your content and business, it's growth in yourself. Because it's tough when you have to deep dive into who you are, ask yourself the tough questions like, what do I want? And what do I need to get there? And how, what am I doing? Like building the self-awareness is the first step that I do with my clients. Because they have years of experience, but sometimes you need someone else to give you a perspective that maybe you haven't noticed. Because let's be honest, we are so involved with our business and our brand that we miss things. Everybody, you don't need to be like, even Elon Musk, I bet he misses things. So he needs someone that tells him, hey, Elon, let's do this. Let's try that. Okay, okay. So let's talk it over. You know, I'm just imagining things, but maybe yes. <laughs> no. I'm just having here a monologue with Elon in my mind, but I imagine it happens that way. So the same thing with my clients. It's like they know their thing, but there's no ego involved. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. Let's build that self-awareness so we can build that, con that solid content creation because you know who you are because we build a self-awareness. And then let's work on what you want to offer. And if you have an offer, what changes can we make? What things can we make to the offer that you maybe haven't noticed before? Or if you never had an offer, let's build it, but that is aligned to your brand, you know? Because I notice many entrepreneurs, they have this brand, but then they build an offer that has nothing to do with them. They just saw that some kid or someone said, hey, you need to build this online program that does this and this. So they build it, but they really don't enjoy it. And they hate it. But they saw it was trending, so they wanted to do it, you know? So that's the whole work that I do. Yeah, it's it's lifestyle design first and foremost. So like, don't go build a business just solely for the money. Like, you even if you succeed and make money, you're still not going to be happy with it. So, what's the point to begin with? You're just trading a job you hate for a business you hate, and what good is that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I understand everybody wants to make money, everybody wants to pay their bills. I get it. But if you're just choosing to start entrepreneurship or start at least the side hustle to then become an entrepreneur, at least understand who you are, what are your values, what is your experiences, what can you offer so you can build an offer that connects with who you are. So that's what I see many entrepreneurs like forcing things that they don't need to force. You know, they just do it because everybody's doing it. Yeah, I, I always recommend like, I love that you focus so much on self-discovery and understanding yourself before you kind of build an offer and build a business because I love that that's it's really what it's all about is solving your own problem through self-improvement and then figuring out how to solve that problem for other people through scale, but also finding joy in helping people solve those problems through scale. Like it's about fulfillment and purpose, but it starts within. Right. Like I've done so much reading on self-discovery lately. It's ridiculous. Like um, even my content today, I've made a post about how I feel like retirement as a concept is becoming like outdated. Yeah. And I was just like, the reason being, like, if you look at the happiest countries in the world and you look at the people that live the longest, 
they don't retire. And so it's funny how they work forever, but the reason being it's because they do work that they enjoy. They garden and then go sell the produce or they are tour guides and stuff like that. And they love seeing the sites and they love sharing their culture with people. They love sharing their traditions with people. And they have this sense of community within everything they do. And that's why they actually live these long, happy lives is not because they try to rush to retirement or just worked and made a ton of money so they could buy and do whatever they want. It's because they just genuinely love their day-to-day career and never stopped. Exactly. You put it perfectly. So when you set out to, to tell the personal branding, I'd love to go into more on why, like, what was it about the aspect of personal branding that drew you in? Like, where, where was your key desire there? Was it just you love the self-discovery aspect? for yourself so much that you wanted to unlock that in other people or was it something different? So this may seem like a surprise, but I was very, very afraid of sharing my story and being on camera and talking to the camera. Like, I know you see me, you're like, I wouldn't ever suspect it. Yes, I was always behind the camera, doing the video editing, doing the filming. So I was never in front. I was always creating for someone else. And I remember my family always told me, you need to share your story. You need to share your skills. You need to share what you do. How can you help? So one day I just was with my iPhone, I remember it was during the pandemic, and I said, I'm going to share a story. And I was so like scared. I was like, this is so stupid. What am I talking to an iPhone? This <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. So I started talking to the camera and telling my story and telling what I love video, what I love concentration, why, what I have learned about branding through working with, with agencies. And it started to feel more natural and I started to feel less, you know, scared. So when it comes to why personal branding, it's because everybody has a story to share. And the more you understand that if you understand your story and what have you lived and what have you learned, the more you're going to understand who you can help, who you can offer your skills and your values. And I always say, look at yourself 10 years before, two years before, what, who is the person that you needed to help you get where you want, where you are today? Can you be that person for someone else? So always look at that because if I believe if I had someone like me right now that was talking about entrepreneurship, branding, self-awareness, I would have jumped into personal branding faster. I would have. And I always try to make it as less overwhelming as possible in my content. I don't want people to feel that personal branding is this huge thing that it's impossible to do or that you need to be a celebrity or a millionaire or you need to be a techie guy or girl or person, you know, I want them to know that it starts with their story and then we apply the strategy. But you don't know everything all at once, right? Step by step like that. It's entrepreneurship. Step by step. Yeah, it's little baby steps. And so like that was me. I was afraid of the camera for a really long time. And so a lot of mine comes from, so say growing up, like I hated having my picture taken. It's because I didn't necessarily like the way I look. Uh, And so it's like these deep rooted things within us that to me kind of came down to just like a lack of self-confidence or a lack of self-worth. But that's transcended through life, right? And it's, it's taken different phases. So like now at this point in my life, I'm okay sharing every single one of my failures. Like I don't care, it's what's made me who I am. Um, for example, like when I got divorced, I was leaving my mid twenties and I was like, wow, I'm going to reenter this dating world and everyone's going to judge me. Like this guy's young and he's getting divorced. Something's wrong with that guy. (laughs) Um, but no, it doesn't mean anything was wrong with me. Um, but it also made me reflect on who I am as a person at a whole nother level, which doesn't make me scarred or make me less than it actually makes me more than because I've gone through this thing and I've overcome it and now I'm happily engaged again and I'm in a thriving place in my career and so you have these hardships but your hardships are not to be run from your hardships are to be taken yeah I did that I went through that and it sucked and it was hard but look where I am now and there's so many people that are going through those things today those hardships that you went through years ago and worked through and made your way through that they need to hear that it's going to be okay afterward. And so for me, once I got beyond that and grew confidence from that, that's when I was like, I'm sharing my story because there's going to be other people that go through this exact same thing. 
And the interesting thing about content creation is when you start sharing that is people open up to you in a whole new way that you didn't realize. I got a DM like two weeks ago and someone was like, I'm going through a divorce and they were young and whatever. And so when you read a lot of my content, it's not about that. Like it might be more business centric or whatever, but because I've shared my story and because I've gone through it and because I've seemed to be successful on at least on the internet, <laughs> uh, having gone through that, they know that like, well, what did you do to get through this? Like, what did you do? And so you start impacting lives in a whole new way. And so we're going to get deep here, Karina. I hope you're ready. So I want to hear about some of those, some of those hardships you've gone through. Like if you've gone through a period of self-discovery, I believe like there was a reason or like a trigger. So I want to know what your trigger was, like what kind of, what happened or you know, share whatever you'd like to share. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so I don't know if you know that I'm not, I wasn't born in this country. I was born in Venezuela. So I arrived here 12 years ago and I have a beautiful family, very strong family. I learned English because I went to an American school there. So it was great. Nothing bad happened. The thing is that when you come to a new country, it's restarting again. So I came when I was 25 years old, I'm 37. So it, was, it has been 12 years of starting from zero. So starting from, I was working as an assistant with CNN, another channel called Univision. I was working in the news. Like I was a producer, but I came here and it's like nothing. Like they don't, like whatever. Like you were, you were from CNN, here you're no one. So I went to school. I, I graduated of a master in film and television when TV was more important. <laughs> I wasn't that impactful as Netflix right now. So it was there, graduated, it was fun. I entered in commercials. I did commercials for Blackberry, for iPhone. Like I had to start from zero, man. Like no pay, nothing. Like, you know, grab those cables. You're like, okay, whatever. So worked long hours and I finished school. Then I, wor I worked in different agencies, freelancing and all that. But you know, it was hustle mode. It was like, I have to do this. I have to pay my rent, whatever. So although I knew all this video production, I had been in commercials, I had been working as an intern and I learned a lot, I needed to pay my bills. So I worked in agencies, maybe some I didn't like, but I had to do them. Then an agency closed, I remember, because it was a startup. So I had to go work in a restaurant, then I had to work in a gym, like, you know, hustling and doing freelancing at the same time. All that, all that, so ups and downs. And it comes a moment that I learned this about myself. I'm resilient as like as hell. Like I said, like, okay, I want to focus in the creative world and I want to, you know, make money being creative and being a creative entrepreneur. So if this is what it's going to take about working odd jobs, working in agencies that I don't enjoy, but at least trying to learn from other people, this is what I'm going to do. So that's what happened. I hustled, I worked. And then on 2020, after working with different agencies, which I, I'm thankful for them because I learned so much, I said, let me test this out. Let me try being an entrepreneur. And thankfully, I have an amazing partner, husband, who is so, so supportive, always there saying, let's do it. Let's go. I know you can do this. So I'll, I'll, I'll be there with you and I'll help you. And he has seen me grow and he's been so supportive. And talking about that, having someone that is there for you is so important. Because as entrepreneurs, it's very lonely. Like it can be so lonely. Like some people will not, like friends of yours that are not entrepreneurs will never understand, like ever, where you're going through. They will just tell you, but go and look for a full-time job. What are you doing? You know? So yeah, that's that's the hassle. That's the hustle that I had to do where I am today. It hasn't been easy, but I've been very grateful of living all those experiences because every experience taught me something. So yeah, that's what I'm grateful for and my challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think the number one cool thing about like really trying to build your own thing is just all the different skills you learn along the way. Like you gain resilience through life but business but then also like you are forced to learn new skills like you have to learn how to sell you have to learn how to write copy you have to learn how to create you have to learn how to do this and that and that's like you become like this superhuman of business and it's kind of awesome <laughs> yes it's true but i love how you touched on the supportive partner too i mean you can't really get through it without it i feel like it's infinitely tougher i don't think i could do the amount of work i do without the support i get 
especially as a content creator, right? Like, cause that adds one, two, three hours a day, depending on what the strategy is or how much you're investing into it, how much you're actually creating, how many platforms you're on, which it's funny. I feel like every time I look up, I'm noticing you're on a different platform. You're on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. I found out you were on Twitter like yesterday, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yesterday. how many, how many platforms are you kind of actively building your brand on right now? Okay. So everything started with Instagram and I first started as a video producer, Instagram account. Okay. I, it was years ago. I opened Instagram years ago. So it was more video production. I shared behind the scenes, you know, editing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then 2019, 2020 is when I started to show up more on my face and giving more like, you know, tips and tricks about branding and all of that. So that's when I started with Instagram. Then almost the same time with YouTube, I just said, let's start a YouTube channel. I know YouTube is not fast, but I just want to try. And it also helped me so much with camera presence. So it helps you. And I have seen myself grow so much from when I started to where I am now. So if you like want to be better on camera, YouTube is so important. Like I love it because it has so much potential and it can teach you so much about the consistency, about that one video can change your whole channel, like honestly. So that's the second platform I am in. The other one, TikTok, I started like about six months ago. I entered TikTok just to repurpose my content. I'm honestly not seeking their 1 million TikTokers or followers, I don't know. I honestly don't care. Like I'm just having fun repurposing my content. If it blows up, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. I enjoy it. I enjoy the process because I really love creating content. And then LinkedIn, which I started being active there six months ago. I had my account open forever when I was looking jobs, applying for jobs, you know, when LinkedIn was different. And then six months ago, yeah, exactly. I said, okay, let me start posting more consistently. And I started to enjoy the platform. It's fun. I have connected with great people as yourself. And I like it. It's very different from... Instagram and YouTube is a little bit sometimes at the beginning can be too formal. Some people don't do a lot of video. So I like to video there. I think some people on LinkedIn are afraid of video. I'm like, what's video? What is this doing here? This is not YouTube. This is not Instagram. You know, this is LinkedIn. But yeah, I know. I think LinkedIn is growing as a content creation platform as well. It's not only about business, business anymore. It's more about, okay, let's talk, let's have conversations, let's grow together. And also it's great to build clientele, like to, to build like a group of people that you want to see if you can, if they want to invest in you, it's a great platform. It really is. Like, I like that. And Instagram has been very kind to me as well. Like almost all my clients have been also from Instagram and they kind of feel like they know me when they see me there. Like, Oh, I see you in your videos. So I connected with you and I feel like I know you already. And that's what I try to do on every other platform, like show up, like show my personality. So when you see me on YouTube or on Instagram, or if you see a video of me on LinkedIn, when you book a call with me or you want to just have a podcast, it's me. It's not me pretending to be someone I'm not. That's what I try to do, honestly. Yeah, I, I definitely feel LinkedIn is a little more rigid, but it's kind of getting away from that. I love it for because I find it easier to like really connect with people there in terms of like actually having conversations and becoming familiar with your thoughts and all of that. But I will say, I think most people gravitate to LinkedIn because they identify like as a writer and it's like you mentioned, they're scared of video. There's definitely some of that. Um, but I just have to say, if you're wanting to build your brand and you want to be an authority, there is nothing more powerful than actually putting your face and voice out there like it is the difference maker at the end of the day because especially as we get more and more with chat gpt carousels and all that stuff like written content will never go away but written content can be reproduced and stolen far faster but no one can steal your thoughts and your words and your face like that's not gonna happen or your story obviously as we like to say <laughs> um but I think LinkedIn moving forward is going to grow. It's kind of in a weird spot where I see some people going like down with LinkedIn. It's too rigid. They ban all the big creators. But then all I see is more and more people starting on the platform. So I'm not sure I'm agreeing with that. But 
LinkedIn has been good to me in terms of just building the connections. Like, and that's what it's all about for me. I think in terms of just like content strategy, you don't necessarily need like any particular platform hacks as long as you understand the basics of marketing and um, copy and hooks or just connecting with your target audience is really what it comes down to. Like who are you speaking to and how can you speak to them and how can you help them solve their problems or make content that's good for them? You can kind of go anywhere and make it work. Um, but I am curious to know of all those platforms, do you have a favorite? Yes, I really do love YouTube. I think YouTube has so much like to offer and I really enjoy it. I think I'm biased because I enjoy the editing, like editing the content and playing with the edits and doing jump cuts and trying different things. So I think I have so much freedom on YouTube to just test with every video. And, and also it's such a challenge to really go to the watch time. Like it's, a, it's really understand what makes people click? What makes people view your video longer? Why do they view this one and not that one that much? Like that's what I enjoy about YouTube and now YouTube Shorts. I really love it. Now to build connections, LinkedIn has been great. Like I feel like people in LinkedIn are more there to have a human to human communication, you know, grown up to grown up. Like that's what I like on LinkedIn. I have built, I have seen people flourish and grow and be creative and write like really deep things. And it's not only about tips and tricks. I feel like people are really more into building a deep connection and sharing like, you know, story, a story, like a deep story through LinkedIn. I feel like sometimes Instagram has gone into this uh, world where it's only tips and tricks. So it gets a little bit boring, you know? It, it gets like, yeah, again, the, another reel with three things that you need to know. Or three books that you need to read now. Like they're fun, they're quick. I like them, but I feel like everybody on Instagram has become like the same thing over and over again. So I think that's why some people are a little bit bored. And on TikTok, what you see is people more going crazy and more being creative. So having more fun and and trying things like just let's try to see if this works. You know, I think on Instagram people are a little bit scared. Like no, I need to look perfect. I need to look this way. I, it, I have to say it this way. So Instagram, in a way, I think it has limited themselves, but doing the things by themselves, they did harm to themselves. Does this mean Instagram is not good? Of course, this is a good platform, but I feel it has become too rigid now with the creators. Like you have to be this way, talk this way, have these filters, you know? So I don't know. I feel like I have more freedom on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and well, TikTok is just to have fun, honestly. For me, Instagram has kind of gone the way of LinkedIn a little bit where everyone becomes repetitive. And so this is my more spicy way to say it. Like when you just make educational content 24 seven, you basically just become like a walking search engine. And that's kind of where Instagram is now. It's like, use these tools. How about these tools? These are SEO terms. And I'm like, I can Google that. So it's really no use to me. Like if I want to know, I'll just Google it. And so that's not to say there's no value in educational content. There is, but at the end of the day, you need to have your unique stance, your story, your personality. And without that, you're never going to convert or build a business or grow an audience that's actually like really engaged with what you do. And that's the thing about TikTok. So TikTok is the complete other side of that like you mentioned like tiktok is fun people are making really like they're, they're spicy they make funny stuff they just try new things all the time and so you never know what you're going to get when you build up the platform the problem with tiktok for me as a creator is a big portion of what i want to do is get people into my own ecosystem so like longer form content or a newsletter or download the free content system or whatever but tiktok is so good at keeping you entertained and on the app, it's really hard to get people off the app into your ecosystem. And so that's my issue with TikTok and why I don't focus there more. Um, but YouTube is a whole beast I would love to do. But YouTube standards are very high nowadays um, in terms of editing and more. And so my big challenge with YouTube has been, you know, as someone without that editing background, like I feel as though I probably need to spend more time learning about that stuff and getting my own quality up. And 
it's funny because I tell people all the time, don't worry about that. Just start and you'll learn as you go and it'll be fine. But for whatever reason, I have that hang up with YouTube. So it's interesting. So even though people know that, they still have the hang up. So do you have like certain advice to someone that hasn't started on video, even shorts? Like maybe they're scared of not having the right quality. Maybe they're scared of showing up on camera. Like what would be your go-to advice for somebody like that? So first of all is if you don't, if you think you need like an expensive camera with 8K resolution or 4K resolution and have this ring light that is amazing, I'm just going to tell you, if you have a window and you have an iPhone or an Android, you're good. You're good. Like, honestly, you're good. And if you want to buy a mic, go and be bougie and have a mic. But you can do it with your iPhone, like with no mic, just be in front of a window and if you are doing reels and you, have, you haven't you have started a YouTube channel, you can start with YouTube shorts. Just repurpose your reels or your TikToks to YouTube. Try not to have the watermark as a respect to the other platform. You know, I try to do it. I like Even on LinkedIn, I know they have no problem because they don't do video. You know, they don't have local ways to do video. Well, they do, but it's not that important. I try to use my reels download them without the watermark as a respect, you know, not to promote another platform where I'm in using the other one. So that's the first thing. If you have a window and you have an iPhone, do that. And if you're one, if you enjoy long form content and you then instead of doing the verticals, you can do it horizontal, use your iPhone the same way and just try. Cause the more that you try, the more that you are consistent with creating content, the easier it's going to be for you. But if you make one long form video for YouTube every two months, it's always going to feel strange and cringy and ugh, bizarre. And you're going to be like, oh, I cannot do this. But if you push yourself to do every publish every Thursday or Friday or Saturday, honestly, you're going to get better. And at the beginning, don't stress about the editing. Just focus on saying what you need to say in the minutes that you need to say them. If it's going to be three minutes, it's going to be three minutes. It's going to be five, do it in five. But always and always practice, like, you know, practice what you're going to say, practice in front of a mirror and try and just start with the first video. And honestly, the first video and the first 10 or 90 videos are going to suck. They're going to be horrible. But you know what? It doesn't matter because no one is watching them. So the only person who's going to be watching them is you, your friends, your fiance, your sister, like, please watch my video or whoever. But, you know, just do them and try and test because everybody's looking like, how can I have more quality content? How can I make those video crisp and, you know, look like those YouTubers? The only way is to do content and do content and do it again and again and change the light, change this. I did it at 9 a.m. Let's do it at 4 p.m. Let's see how the light is here. Or if a buddy of mine has a ring light, let me grab it. Or if I have my own lamp in my own house, use that. Like I started with that, like I didn't have a ring light. So I used a lamp of my home and just put it there. So I at least did it. I didn't see, like, you know, all those little things when, how is it called? Like uh, when people don't watch you like perfectly, what is it called? Like that fuzzy thing in your face. You know, when it's the camera is such a bad quality, you don't have lights and you see like grainy. So you look yourself and you're grainy. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, where are we going with this? Yeah, like when you take photos at dark, I hate that as a photographer person. Like I hate it. And shooting at night is really hard. Yes. So if you want to avoid the grainy thing and you don't have a lamp in your home, do it in the morning. But I bet someone has a lamp. You know, I bet you do have a lamp and in the window and an iPhone. If you do, that's cool. That's a way to start. Yeah. Someone posted in my comment section on LinkedIn, the one or two videos I've posted there. Usually I stick to writing or carousels there. And they literally commented, they were like, yeah, I want to start doing videos too, but I need a fancy camera like yours and I literally said I use my phone like all I do is I put my phone up five feet in front of me and just talk it to it and that's it and it's kind of crazy like we're in a world where you can build this million dollar personal brand just by talking to a camera 30 seconds every day which is like beyond insane to me and most people still haven't caught on to that fact <laughs> um, but yeah for whatever reason the longer form YouTube still it still avoids me for some reason. I don't know why. And there's really no difference, but yeah, that's what I would say. You don't have to be perfect. And to, to share my own non-perfect videos, I remember the very first reels I was making. So I set my phone up. I had like 
written a few scripts and I knew I wanted captions. That was the one thing I wanted. So my captions ended up being hideous, but also I, when I edit them, I put the captions at the very bottom of the video. And so the second I uploaded them and they were in the app itself, you know, on the bottom of Instagram, that's where like the like button is, it's where the comments are, that's where the caption is, same thing on TikTok. And so my captions were entirely covered by the UI in the app. And I was like, I just made these captions and no one can even read them now. And I was like, well, whatever, it's out there now. And so you just do, you learn and you get better. And so the next batch of reels, they worked out a little bit better for me. And so I'm still in the phase where I'm not entirely happy where I am on camera. Um, but that just is practice. It's just doing the thing, you know? And so I, I'm so much different as opposed to if we're just chatting at a bar or a brewery or a restaurant or a coffee shop, as opposed to when I'm talking to a camera, I still have that like awkward, stiff kind of feeling, but it does get better. It gets easier and easier. You just got to do it. And another way, Thomas, if you like, when you put your camera in front of you, you feel like strange, you can do it podcast style, which was, I bet you have seen, which you put, you don't put the camera in front of you, but you put it like at an angle and you are talking to the microphone, like you were interviewing someone and it's fake, but you do it. And it's like you having a conversation and saying something and put and you, and it looks good. It looks cool. Like I have seen that and people fake it, but it looks really good. And for captions, I just use reels. Like I just use reels captions and I just do them. I don't complicate myself. Like one thing that I don't try to do is overcomplicate myself with, I know about editing. I know about how to put in captions on Premiere Pro. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to reels, add the captions there, and then put up any color that I want. And that's it. Simplify. I'm not going to take hours just to do a reel in Premiere Pro. I could. I don't want to. That's the difference, you know? So that's my suggestion. If you like creating content and camera and use Premiere Pro, but you don't want to do the captions there, just do them on the on Instagram or on TikTok, whatever you want. Just don't make it more complicated than it has to be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the best advice you could probably give, I think. <laughs> uh, but be prepared when you do that, though. You're going to get a cold pitch a day from a video editor that says, I can make your captions better and just block them and move on. <laughs> Of course you can. Like, yeah, but honestly, are the captions going to change the information? No, they're going to be fun. I know I can put them any color I want on Instagram. I even can do what they're saying, like Alex Formos. Like, everybody wants to have the same captions on Alex Formos. Like, why? Why do you want to be a copycat of Alex and Leila Formosi? I don't see the sense of that. They're out their own. They're doing their own thing, which is very cool. But... I have, you don't know how many DMs I receive daily. Hey, do you want the same style that Legola and Alex for mostly have? I'm like, no, not interested. Thank you. Hey, I have done content for this guy, this guy, this guy. When I see the content that they are doing for those people, it's exactly the same. Like this video editors are doing exactly the same for all their clients. And there's nothing different about it. Like it's the same thing. So we go back to personal branding. It has to do with everything, with how you express yourself, how you dress, how what captions do you want to use. If you're trying to copy someone else's style of captions, then you're just becoming another copycat. So why don't you want to do something that suits you instead of trying to be like Gary Vee, Alex Ramosi, or whoever you and you enjoy watching, you know? That's personal branding too, like as well. I tweeted something about that the other day adjacent to that and it was basically that everyone is copying the same captions and they have these big popping emojis and all this stuff but it's really bizarre to see someone that's like calm and sweet and soft and giving a message about like self-healing or whatever the case may be but the captions are screaming at me like left and right and wow and wow and I'm like this is weird so the next step is inflicting that personal brand into short form video with captions or a logo, maybe filters. I don't know exactly, but I know that that's where we're going to head because there's just too many copycats right now. And so it's interesting that you're noticing the same thing because it's, it's just weird when I see it more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. And also the little sounds like boom, boom, the words come up and there's a little sound. And I'm like, okay, this is too much. Like, I get it. You need to test things and maybe try them if they fit for you. Or maybe, 
of course, there's nothing wrong with trying and testing if, if and see if the style that an editor or a creator uses, it can be applied to yours. Test it out, of course. But if you're going to test it out because you think the captions are was, is what's making his video go viral, then you're wrong. Because it's not the captions. It's the way that he's saying it. It's the information. is the value. is his presence. Like, there's no... Like, think about any Oscar movie. Do you think people like, oh, they use this amazing caption. So it needs to be nominated for the Oscars. No. They're not thinking about it. Not at all. Like, if you tell me, why do you recognize your... You're like your favorite directors because of their own personal style. Like if you're really into movies and you like, I really enjoy watching movies. When you recognize the movie of your favorite director, it's because they have focused on having a certain style. And you immediately know who they are just by watching the movies. Like, oh, that's Scorsese. Oh, that's James Cameron. Or whoever you love of um, directors. The same with actors, it's their style, their signature. So I always say when you're building brands, doing video, writing a copy, focus on being yourself so people recognize your writing even without knowing, oh, that's Thomas. You know? That's the key at the end of the day. Yeah, I want to be able to write stuff and people know it's me and without even my face being on there. And I think that would be cool. I wonder if there's ever going to be a time where there's like a social media platform that's like faceless, like totally faceless, but also that would be way too negative probably. So I don't think the world could handle the toxic that would derive from that, but it would be kind of neat. Medium, medium is a way, like you can use medium just to write your articles. You can do that. Oh yeah, I already do that. I'm, I've been there. So, so funny is that's actually where I started writing online. That was the first place was medium. So I started in June of last year on Medium and probably wrote a handful of articles there and was like, well, I'll just do LinkedIn too, because why not? I mean, I immediately started like repurposing the same ideas because everyone should repurpose and you should ignore it. And speaking of, I know obviously we touched on how many platforms you were on. So how much time per week are you spending creating content between all of the platforms, but also not trying to overcomplicate it? Do you have like a system in place? Yes. Like, for example, I try to establish, like, what do I want to talk about in the month or in the week? So I basically always talk about personal branding and storytelling, but I always like to integrate my own experiences. So what I do is that, for example, I film in the weekend and uh, my YouTube channel, my YouTube videos. I sometimes film two or three, depending how I'm feeling. And Reels, honestly, it takes me like an hour just to do three, four. I just sit down and just do them. I don't, I am, and I don't like batching that much. So sometimes when I feel like I have to say something, I do it. Why I don't love batching? Because sometimes the energy is not the same because you're going to be tired. Sometimes after three, four or five, you're like tired, you're done. You don't want to do them. So I try to keep it to two to three, you know, reels that I record in advance. And then I recheck them and see if I love them. Sometimes you, you film them and you're like, Ugh, I don't like this anymore. Done that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have this energy. Like, I don't like it. So I you should see my draft folder. It's like full there of reels. And I'm like, nah, this is, I don't like it. But also what I try to do is that when I do a video, I try to repurpose it to written content. So I have someone that does my newsletter for me. So he watches my YouTube videos. He, he writes the newsletter and he publishes every Wednesday. So he does that for me. And if I, in a part of a YouTube video or YouTube short, I just transcribe it to LinkedIn and it's very easy. So I try everything to be connected. So I don't have to be like, what am I going to talk about today? No, I just go to a reel or to a YouTube video, anything that I created or that I recently created, or maybe I even look back and say, yeah, let me see if I can repurpose this written content. I try to make it very flow. I don't like making it so strict then I am so overwhelmed at creating content that I don't want to do that. And I put that rule for myself. Like I want to enjoy the content creation process. I don't want to feel like I have, I need to post. If I want to post, I will do it. And I will even do it with more enjoyment than thinking I need to post this, this, and this, you know? And as a content creator, anyone that is starting as a content creator, like really test things, try out. Maybe you love 
entertainment. So maybe you can tell a story that is funny, but you learn something. Make it educational, but integrate why did you learn those tips? Instead of saying three tips, say, why did I learn these three tips and how they have helped me and how they can help you? It sounds different. It's almost the same while you're integrating what you learned and why you believe this, this tips, this mistakes, this whatever you want to share are important. And I always suggest that to my clients, like try to make your educational content personal. Don't make it like a Google thing. Like, uh, you know, you go to Google, three things I need to know to build my brand and Google tells you everything, right? But Google's going to tell you the facts. That's what Google is for, right? And ChatGPT as well. It's going to give you the facts and going to give you a way that you can write it. But you need to inject who you are to the content, you know, it's part of it. And, it's, and if you're very serious about building your brand and creating content, you need to be yourself so you don't become another AI tool that you just use because you need to create content, you know? That's, that's what matters, being yourself and showing up and testing and trying and, and figuring it out. But the more that you are there, the more you learn about yourself and about what your audience is looking for. But you need to try, honestly. That's the only way. Yeah, the comment section will tell you everything you need to know as you just like figure things out and try different things. They'll be like, wow, I really needed to hear that. But I love that you mentioned like, don't just spit out how to or whatever, inflict your, your personal story and your use case into it. Because I like to even go an extension beyond that too, is that establishes credibility in a way that you don't even really have to think about. When you say, I've done this, this worked for me, maybe it'll work for you too. You, you kind of do two things. You Number one, you establish the credibility that I have done this thing and I've made it work so it can work. And number two, it's you're also just like, you know, if you try it, I didn't sell you anything or scam you or anything or do anything scummy. I just told you, hey, this is what worked for me. Whereas we see all the time on the internet, especially in the coaching world where people are flashing their lifestyle or fancy things they bought or whatever, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. They give all the coaches the bad names. No, and one thing is that I, that I stopped doing because I remember that I did it at the beginning was I said, you need to do this. And then I said, you know what? They don't need to do it. Like they don't, you don't need to tell people what they need to do. Just tell them like what you have done and what, or what do you suggest for them or what would be good for them, but don't tell them what they need to do. And like you said, flexing how much you do per month or per year, how is that going to help your audience? Like, honestly, ask yourself how, like knowing how much money does Elon Musk have or whoever, or Gary Vee is going to help you. No, it's not going to help you. Maybe it's gonna, his story will inspire you. If he tells his story, I started here and then I went there. Or Gary Vee, he came from Belarus and then, he, and then he, you know, was in New Jersey and then New York and then he built this. But is, and if you pay attention, he never talks about how much he earns. He talks about his journey and his, what he has overcome, what he has learned. But he's never flexing, hey, I have a $6 million company. He's never talking about that. Like very few times. Very, not even. And he, when they asked him in an interview, remember, so Gary, how much do you have? He says, a lot. I'm wealthy. But that's it. He didn't say anything else. He didn't say, I have whatever, how much in my bank? Nothing. So, like, if you want to flex, pay attention to what the big, like, entrepreneurs are doing. They're not talking about how much they earn. They're talking about how many lives they have helped and transformed. That, for me... It's more important than how much money you have in your bank. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, if I'm watching your content, I just want to enjoy and, and listen. And, and of course, I want to have a good business and I aspire to be, you know, more, better than ever. And of course, it will inspire me if someone tells me, look, because of this old hard work is how much I'm making a month. Oh, that's different. That's different, you know? That is very different than saying, do you know how you can make 10K dollars a week? Just do, what is it called? Shop whatever. Shop, uh, they're doing it. I don't understand. Shopify? No, not Shopify. The other one. I was like, like shop fish. Uh, what is shoplifting? it? Shoplifting? No. Or not shoplifting. <laughs> like something with shipping. What is it called? Drop shipping. Yes. Drop, I was like, drop shipping? But oh, then it came like, out. So I was like, there's no. <laughs> 
everyone is talking about that and like why like if that will make you 10k per week everybody will be doing it and everybody will be doing exactly like so i don't believe it because you see them with the lambo and the million dollar and the doll and the and the hondies and all of that like you know and they're in miami or whatever they are like if you want this lifestyle just have to do this and this and, this. <laughs> and it will take you five minutes and i'm like okay it's like just work five minutes a day and in a week you will have 10k i'm like right okay. <laughs> perfect yeah i needed that years ago for sure um but speaking of like the more business side i'd love to know more about obviously we've talked a little about where you start with your clients and all of that so is your program structured do you have like a step-by-step kind of flow you take your clients through how did you structure like your offers and how you help your clients so I started, in, like I said, in 2020, and just on trying to understand who do I wanted to help. And I wanted to understand why the people that I was, that I thought that I needed to help actually needed me. So I started with beta clients, testing my program, developing, seeing how much, how, le- how much length do I wanted a program to be. You know, some people have 12 weeks, some people have three months, some people have six weeks. So I needed to test it out. And I needed to understand what is was working for me in a way that I organized my time and also not to overwhelm my clients, you know, because sometimes too much information can feel overwhelming. So what I do now after testing and trying different things, I came up with a one-on-one session called Become the Authority where I sit down with my client and in a length of three months, we work through, okay, let's see where your brand is right now. What do, what do you need to let go? What do you need to work more on? What are you hesitant of trying because maybe you're thinking that I'm going to look ridiculous? So let's work on that. After we figure that out, let's establish a strategy. Let's understand how you now understand what you need to let go, what you need to work more on. How can we apply that to the strategy because you know more your content now. What happens to many marketers, many entrepreneurs is that they go immediately into the strategy and they don't work on their brand. So then they say, well, of course it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work because you didn't took the time to understand what was the content you were creating right now. And maybe the content you're creating, it's not personal, it's very cold. It's not like engaging anyone. So I first analyze the content, then we develop the strategy. And then the last part is applying your personality, your strategy to the offer that maybe you have, or maybe you want to build. So it's starting from who you are to see how, what you can sell by being who you are. So that is the business. And I found this way. Why? Because many entrepreneurs were coming to me frustrated saying, I create content all the time. I'm talking about my offer. I'm being very clear. I understand my audience, but no one is buying. Like no one is trusting me for, for them, for me to guide them. Like, yeah, because you're showing up just with educational content or very cold or very superficial content. You're not connecting who you are to what you do. So when people only know what you do, but not who you are, who you can help, then they don't trust you. They have no reason to trust you. And is this digital world? Trust matters more than ever because now we're meeting through Zoom. Now we're meeting through masterclasses, right? now. It's very few that... Because maybe they're in California or in Miami, so we don't connect, right? We're not in person to person. So trust is more than ever. And not only about telling who you have helped, that helps, right? But really getting people to know why do you build a program? Why do you become a coach? Why are you a video producer? Why are you a copywriter? And why do you do this? And why do you believe you can help that specific like group of people? So that is what I see that is missing. So many are rushing to say, this is how many awards I earned. This is how much I make. This is what I have held. This, okay, great. Great that you're telling me your credentials. But why do I need to believe you? You know, because you can, anybody can fake that. Anybody. So I just want to know why I need to believe Thomas. Why I need to believe Bill. Why do I need to believe whoever it is, you know? So in any platform that you are, focus on trust And the only way to build trust is by showing up and sharing who you are. Some people overcomplicate it. And 
think that people are going to judge them. And if they do, who cares? You know, they have things in their lives going on. Yeah, that's their problem, not yours. That's how I say it. Yeah, and, and I know it's easy to say like, oh, whatever, forget about them. I get it. It can feel like, you know, you took your time to do a YouTube video and then people are leaving, leaving hate comments. You know how many hate comments I receive on YouTube? I'm like, okay, cool. If you can do it better, let me know. That's it. Like, whatever. And, and it's honestly, it's like, if you take the time to watch a 10-minute YouTube video, to leave a comment, to tell them how much you hate the 10-minute video, you have time in your hands. Like, you have a lot of time. Like, honestly. So, yeah, it takes time. And that time and the consistency builds your confidence. And that's what I offer to my clients. It's not, like I said, it's not only about your brand. It's about building yourself, like building your self-awareness and really going deep into your content. Because it's there's nothing more frustrating than creating content and not seeing anything come out of it. Like, that is frustrating. Like, you think you're losing, you're wasting your time. So... What I'm trying to do is get to know you so we can get the best strategy for you and we deliver the best offer that connects with who you are. But it all starts with the person because everyone has different experiences. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I like to like say your offer should follow your energy just in the same way that your content does. I mean, I love that it's so obvious that your energy has basically on square into your offer meaning like you love that impact and you love um sharing that branding expertise with people and and really getting into the nitty-gritty of how someone can share their story in like the most impactful way um and so like for me it's about community so another way to look at this and how you can kind of incorporate your why into a business model or something else is what's something you really enjoy doing just like randomly in your day-to-day -day life and how can you put that into your business and so like for me the reason i love communities and stuff is so i found that at parties what i love to do was i love like introducing people like i think you would really like this person like come over here i'm going to introduce you and so i would do that a lot and so that's kind of where i'm eventually going to go is how can i introduce people that are in the same niche or in the same whatever realm or industry and bring them together and have them build together build their business or build their own personal brands like however that can happen um and so that's the way i'm thinking about it and so i hope that um to anyone listening between that and just sharing my own example like that can kind of inspire you to think about it in a whole new way um because building the business and the offer in the right way that actually energizes you and makes you want to work in it because you're going to be working damn hard on it <laughs> to actually build it uh, yes. I hope that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, some people think, and the same goes with personal branding. They think because two years ago they started their personal brand, they built it, that's it. They don't have to work on it anymore. And that's not true because as you evolve, your brand evolves. You're learning new things. You're experiencing new things. You're making mistakes, right? With your offer the same way, maybe your offer that you built two years ago, it's not going to be the same offer. Maybe you got bored. Maybe you want to change it. Maybe you want to upgrade it. So... It'll, it, that is also with entrepreneurship because not because you build this package of, I don't know, let's say a digital course that is fast of three weeks, maybe you're done with it. Maybe you want to redo it and, you know, make something different. That's fine. That's really good because it means that you are changing and that you want to open yourself to new opportunities. And the same thing goes with personal branding. Some people think because, example, they start as a mindset coach. And then suddenly want to change to being more in the business space that that's wrong that you shouldn't do that that's not true if you saw that mindset and business go together okay be do things together and see and figure it out test it but don't allow anyone else to tell you no you cannot change of course you can you're changing all the time and it's good because it means you're alive so yeah yeah, that's a hard-hitting quote to end the episode on, so I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, don't, like I said, it, I will say it until the end of time. I'll say it 100 times per show. Like, follow your energy. Like, that's what it's all about. And you don't have to be afraid to pivot, but that pivot needs to come through mindfulness. So you should always revisit those marketing fundamentals, those branding fundamentals. And if 
when you revisit those, if that's what needs to cause the change, then that's okay. And so you just make it happen. I've seen it happen time and time again online. Like even in my seven, eight months on LinkedIn, I've seen it happen there several times where people just totally change niches or whatever. And it, and it works for them because they, they understand how to attract and connect with the right people, the people they now want to. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. So Karina, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, I want to give you one chance. Where can everyone find you online? I know we talked about your social platforms, but drop the username, let everyone know where they can get you. So you can find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok under the same name, my name, Karina Belmonte. You can find me everywhere. Just look me up. And in my website, the same thing. I don't change my name. It's the same name in every platform. So just look me up and that's it. Awesome. Easy to do. And I'll put all the links in the show description as well. So Karina, thanks again so much for joining. This was awesome. It was awesome. We'll see y'all next time.